When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Slop and soul artist Curtis Harding was supposed to play the Black Cat in Washington, D.C. next week, but the January 19th concert just got moved to May 2nd. Not to worry, you can pass the time by listening to our chat from 2018, when Harding played the now-defunct U Street Music Hall in D.C. Thanks so much for joining us. I, I, I'll never forget the first time I heard you. I was driving through Brooklyn to go visit uh, a former colleague who now works at Bandcamp, Marcus Moore, and uh, all of a sudden, on and on comes on the radio. And I'm like, who, who is that guy? Um, so if our listeners come out, are, can, are we going to hear on and on? Or what, what all have we got from the set list? What, what can we expect? You'll definitely hear on and on. Um, you'll hear some stuff from the first record as well, Soul Power, um, that came out in 2014, 15. Um, but Face Your Fear is a new record, and we're definitely going to be jamming out some tunes from that too, man. So I'm really looking forward to playing the new album for you guys. Well, we're excited to hear it. Now, take me back to the early days. You've been into music from a really, really early age. I know your mom was a like a traveling gospel singer, and you sang backup for it, but you guys bounced all over the country. Um, memories memories of that and, and how you think that obviously influenced your sound? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely made a, a huge impression on me as far as like what to present, how to present myself to, I guess, to the world, so to speak. Um, gospel music has always been something that's been rooted into uh, into my culture, and like it's pretty much the foundation of where like soul and and blues and even rock comes from. So. Uh, I think if you listen to the record, you'll hear like elements of that there, and definitely in the show you'll you'll see that, and you'll hear it. So it should be uh it should be evident <laughs> when the guys come out to the show. <laughs> how, now, how how old exactly were you when you started uh, singing with her? I was really young, man. I was like nine years old. Um, and I did that for a long time up until I was a teenager. Yeah. And then uh, immediately after that, just started uh actually started a rap group and um, started singing back up for CeeLo. And just touring, so it's, it's been a lifelong journey for me. Yeah, take me into that. Um, I think it's at, so you're bouncing around the country. You finally land in in Atlanta. This is like early 2000s, and the hip hop group you're talking about was Proceed. Um, proceed to tell me about that group, and then and then how you ended up meeting CeeLo Green off of that. Yeah, Proceed was a was a group I started with a buddy of mine um, that still lives in Atlanta, and he's he's actually making a record right now. But we were just like you know a local act that would do local shows. And then one day we had the opportunity to go to the studio who was actually invited by, uh, by Andre 3000 to Stankonia, um, when they were really active and CeeLo was there working on his first solo album and a session broke out and we just all started rapping and singing. And he took a liking to us and invited us out to his studio, uh, which was further out in Atlanta. And I got my first placement on that record. And when it came time for him to tour, he needed backup singers and, 
uh, I was one of the people that he chose. So, and the rest is just history. That's awesome. So that you, we were talking about CeeLo Green, but you mentioned you dropped Andre three thousand in there. So, did you also sing any backup for Outcast? No, never sang any backup for Outcast. But I toured with them um, quite a bit in those days because we were like openers for them. So I got a, got to spend a lot of time with a lot of the dungeon um, dungeon crew, dungeon family, <laughs> and and just that whole experience taught me a lot too. I learned a lot about. Um, just music in general and just stage, you know, stage presence and just how to perform too. So it was really good. So you're, you're touring with those guys opening for them. What are they like? Well, you know, we all know them from the music side and how musically genius they are, but what are they like behind the scenes? How are, how are they just as, as dudes touring on the road? They're all, they're all dudes, man. You know, they're, you know, eclectic as you would imagine they would be, (laughs) (laughs) but they're all just like regular people, man. They're dudes. Yeah, you, well, you gotta be. You gotta nice be a little guys, eclectic. nice guys. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. But you gotta be. You gotta. You gotta be slightly eclectic to be able to put together great music like that, man. But that's good to hear that they're good guys. Awesome. So For then, sure. so then, all right. So you're doing that, and then um, you know you're getting all this exposure, touring with these huge groups that everyone loves. And then uh, ha- explain how you break off solo on that first album, Soul Power, 2014. How how did you actually uh, get get that solo deal done? Well, I just thought to myself, I was like, it's time for me to kind of explore the um, the foundation that I've talked about, like just from my past, from just doing soul music and whatnot. So I decided to like start writing writing songs. I taught myself guitar as well as I possibly could and started writing songs. And then I went into the studio and presented it to this label, um, Burger Records, uh, out of Fullerton, California, that actually pulled out a single that I did with a buddy of mine in Atlanta, um, when I had started writing songs, Cole Alexander from the Black Lips, and they liked my solo stuff as well and decided to put it out. So um, Anti heard it, and they wanted to do a, a bigger push, and they put the record out in Europe, and the rest is history, man. I'm, I'm here now. I'll be in D.C. tomorrow <laughs> performing that record and then doing it for you guys. Awesome, awesome. How, how does how did face your fear? Um, what what did you want to do with that one compared to Soul Power? So you've already released your first one. You know all these all these other people talk about. You know, oh, I'm so worried about how I'm going to follow up my sophomore slump. Oh no! And you come out and you you know you you deliver another kick-ass album. How did you want to make that one slightly different? Well, the difference between Soul Power and Face Your Fear is like um, Soul Power. I produced it myself. Um, face Your Fear. I worked with Danger Mouse, um, and I met Danger Mouse through the course of that whole CeeLo um, stint. When they started uh, Niles Barkley, I was in the studio when it recorded Crazy and all that stuff. So that was another just a timing thing, man. And 10 years later, we ran into each other again, and he had her soul power. And we talked about, you know, possibly working together at some point and just started sending each other music. And he was into it. And the day came to where he invited me out to L.A., and we started recording stuff, man. So... With the addition of Danger Mouse and Sam Cohen, who's uh, based out of New York, uh, I think it's, it just adds more layers. And to me, you know, anytime you put talented people in a room together, um, you can make some magic, man. So it's just like more layers, man. Like we have just more sense on there. Um, yeah, I just added, you know, just wanted to see what it was like to work with a, a producer and like... You know, I've been blessed to to have all these amazing artists and just like producers around in my life. So Danger Mouse hopped on board, man, and with the addition of Sam Cohen, we went in there and just decided to, you know, to do something that's still so progressive. And you got face and fear, um, and I'm I'm really happy with it. So 
came out really well. That's awesome. Can you take me take me into since since this is that first one, song that made me catch your attention? <laughs> this was a, the gateway song for me. Was take me into the into the creation of On and On. Just those early. I mean, I was grabbed by those early horns, and then um, then your your soulful voice comes in, but then you go into a little false setup. But just take me into like how 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 you even wrote that one and, and came up with that one. I love it. Well, thank you. On and On uh, started with the bass line. I was just playing around with the bass and. Um, I'm a huge James Jamison fan, uh, being that I was born in Saginaw, Michigan, and just like Motown was, Motown music was always playing in my house and just around. So I just started like just working with some some James Jamison runs, and that was just one of the the things that came out, you know. Uh, and after that, I played it for Sam, and he was like, "Yo, that's kind of dope. Let's, you know, what I'm saying, let's 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 get the drums popping and let's see what we come up with." And I had like an idea about just like continuation and like on and on was was just popping to my head so it just it just started evolving from there so that's how he got on and on the falsetto was just something that i do (laughs) so yeah man it's just musical curation man (laughs) <laughs> well, whatever you're doing, keep keep it going. Um, it has this great throwback sound to me. I mean, you and like even like Leon Bridges, and uh, it's like I don't know. It's it's bringing back this throwback sound to me that I love. But I've, I've heard you call it slop and soul. Explain. Yeah, slop and soul was something that um, I call my music because it's like you know if, if you don't call it something, then the general public and whoever else writers and right. critics and journalists are going to call it something. So I figured out was you know. I would take the liberty of, of causing it slop and so and the slop part is basically just like I, I, I tend to use what I feel like other artists don't use in their music because I, I use like like I said before amalgamation of just like different genres and just different styles and whatnot because I'm I'm so into like so many different kinds of music man so that's that's what it is it's just like what what the farmers would like not eat at the table they would give it to the pigs and it would sustain the farm sometimes it's funky sometimes it's sloppy and it flows and it runs you know. <laughs> so that's that's what it's locked up. And of course, the soul is uh, the soul is the foundation. You gotta have soul. I love it. I love it. And you get a little punk in there, a little blues in there, a little psychedelic and rock, gospel, everything. Um, are we? Yeah, man, you, you get it all. You get it all when we come see you. Um, so, uh, just sort of in closing, you know, in in addition to your mom's, you know, obviously the gospel singing that you sang growing up, um, w- w- you mentioned all those other genres. W- who were some of those early people that influenced you coming up? Uh, was it, you know, I think I've read Mahalia Jackson and MC Light, Dylan, all that stuff. But who, who was it? Who was it in your opinion that that shaped it? Oh man, so many people, man. Too many to actually just sit here and just just <laughs> just name. But I listen to a lot of nineties hip hop, uh, like I said, a lot of old gospel. I'm not really that much into contemporary gospel, but some of the stuff I like. Um, I listen to like dream pop, I listen to punk of course. Uh I listen to a lot of classic rock. So I mean it just goes on and on. Eighties new wave. <laughs> it just goes on and on. If it's good, I'm down with it, man. I love it. Well, we we whatever you put together, we're loving, man. So just keep it going. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. You're really generous with your time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. You guys come on now and you'll have a good old time, I promise you. <laughs> All right. We'll see you there. All right, man. Peace. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.